So does anyone else have anything to say about this song before we we move on? Um, well, it does say, but there's a path in the dark that has emerged. I can see a great mm. light beyond this curse. Uh, you could see that as a um, reference to Psalm 119, 105. Um, a brilliant blaze that is your word, especially that one. Mm-hmm. A beacon of hope that burns. Um, I think the connection there is pretty loose, but it is that idea that um, God's word illuminates our path. Uh, God's word is how we see clearly. um, And without it, we're walking around, bumbling around in the darkness. Yeah. You could probably use a better word than emerged, especially given the context of what was going on in the church at the time the song was written. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's there's a story I remember uh, the Gettys were writing a song and they had the word emerge in it and one of their uh, yeah. one of their kind of uh, editors mm-hmm. uh, that, that they kind of bounce ideas back was like yeah, I would cut that word <laughs> that's great so for those playing at home I'm referring to the emerging church or the emergent church mm-hmm. that was a it was a big question mark yeah anyway yeah I, I will and we can talk about it since we're talking about we're, we're, we're banking on this Mars Hill mm-hmm. podcast, uh, you know, halo effect here. Uh, so the emergent church was a lot of what Mark Driscoll was kind of wrapped up in, especially in sort of these early years, these kind of people raging against the machine, so to speak of, you know, the way that church had always been done. Um, stop me if I get something wrong here, but what kind of came out of that was YRR, right? Mm-hmm. Young, restless and reformed, mm-hmm. which maybe formed in response to that. I don't know, yeah. but I mean, and then that's where Mark's church kind of ultimately was a big part of is a YRR movement, which is pretty much dead now. Yeah. And good riddance to both emergent church and YRR. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think YRR has grown up, settled down and stopped reforming. I don't know. I, I do feel like people out there um, who maybe came into the church in YRR are, well, you're seeing like one of, broadly speaking, two things happen. And this is just my perspective on things, but uh, people are beginning to realize, oh, there's not much depth here. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, and what are they doing? They're running to liturgy. They're running to high church type stuff. And so you got people swimming the Tiber and swimming the other Mm. river and going to, um, you know, Eastern Orthodox or any of its uh, varieties or the Roman Catholic church even. Um, And, you know, just because they're drawn to these historical kind of feel uh, that they give them. Um, but then there are some, and I, I count myself among them, I, th- I think, would be, they're actually like digging into the confessions more. Mm-hmm. They're div- digging into, well, what are the roots of this Protestant theology? What, are, what is it that I really do believe? And what, you know, in, instead of falling away from the faith, oh, I guess that's option number three, is falling away from the faith completely. Because you realize it's not real, it doesn't have that. And you go to like the liturgists or something like that, which uh, we've kind of covered before. Uh, completely nothing to do with Christianity. It's just kind of a safe place to be a 
an outcast of Christianity because, I mean, you were just too good for them. Um, anyway, but, but there is, a, there is another, a third, I feel so bad doing this. A second third. There's a, there's a third, there's a third way. And, um, uh, you know, affect Keller voice here. Um, a third way about, uh, b- between those, which is a more confessional Christianity, right? Um, going back, digging into the, you know, the Westminster documents and, um, digging into Westminster, uh, uh, shorter catechism and even you know the heidelberg and we'll throw lbcf in there too for <laughs> our dear friend justin and uh appreciate it <laughs> no problem but <laughs> anyway there we got off on a big tangent there that's <laughs> fine i i plan on on not necessarily cutting this but like pulling it out and doing like a bonus okay so let's let's keep going because i actually have some more stuff to talk about for that um, um so in the in the Calvinist movie, mm. uh, they I just own it. I just haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> uh, so in the Calvinist movie, they they talked about um, the the emergent church a little bit and um, how when Driscoll was still really kind of getting his like getting his feet wet, getting mm. off the ground, uh, the emergent church was like really really trying to get him on their side, but then like the the Calvinists were trying to get him on their side. And, uh, and there is a, a quote that they pulled from him where he said, you know, my second son is, is, uh, is named, um, Martin Knox. Calvin, <laughs> Martin Calvin or, yeah, or Calvin Martin, something like that. And so I think that should tell you what side I'm on. Um, that's something along those lines. But then he has since also said that, I don't understand. Is it Lutheran or <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got the, uh, the theology of Calvin, but the thirst of Luther. <laughs> shout out to our shout dear out to friends. The, shout out to the pub. Um, it's been a long time since I've been there, but I'm pretty sure it's still there. But um, since then, Driscoll said something like that Calvinists are just a bunch of people with a father wound. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's debatable whether he was ever a Calvinist or a Reformed person, as is so often postulated on the show. And um, honestly. There's a great point given by the Restless podcast. I don't know if you've listened to them at all, but they're doing a they're they're listening through the Mars Hill podcast and um providing commentary, right, as as it goes. And this whole idea that they're really like pressing him to be reformed. And in fact, in some of these episodes, they're actually like saying, Well, the reason that he went so far down the deep end is because of this reformed theology and stuff like that. And it's like, um, you obviously didn't talk to any confessional reform people because they'd probably be pretty upset that you were calling what he was doing reformed. Yeah. Look at the worship. It was nothing. Um, (laughs) uh, like you you just went up and took communion whenever you felt like it. Like what, you know, uh, that was just one example. Yeah. Anyway, 